Hi everybody, welcome back to my podcast. This is Desiree here. And I just wanna talk about an interesting um, a diagnosis called seasonal affective disorder. And I wanted to talk about it because it's especially prevalent during this time of year. So during this time of year, let's talk about daylight savings time since we're here. <laughs> well, it's almost the end, it is the end of the year, last year of the year, but um, daylight savings time, because that has been shown to have a big um, effect on those with seasonal affective disorder. So let's talk about it. So it was initially started in 1916 um, in Germany. You know, that's the thought. And they did it to conserve daylight time uh, during the war, during World War I. Um, so they used it for that time. A, a year later, it was repealed. So they stopped using it. Brought it back again in 1942 during World War II. Um, tried to institute it at that time uh, to see if daylight savings time would work for the war. And it continued for a little while, but it was kind of chaotic because each state did their own thing, right? It was a different time here and a different time there. I didn't know what time it was in 19, if I was around in 1942, for instance, it could be two o'clock in California and it could also be two o'clock in New York, but if you go to New Jersey, it may be four o'clock, you know, I don't know. Each state did its own thing. That's just my thinking. So um, during 1974, they decided to, um, no, wait a minute, let's go back, um, 1966, the state said, okay, let's come up with a standardized um, daylight savings time. So they did. Um, we had a standardized daylight savings time. Um, and then in 1974, they decided to adopt it and make it a permit. And so Congress adopted uh, daylight savings time as a permanent part of it. It was passed in uh, the Senate, um, but it's not been passed in the House yet. So we still um, got another year. I think they have until um, November of 23 to decide if they want it to be permanent. So we still could see some changes, but we don't know yet. That was called the Sunshine, Sunshine Protection Act. So we'll see what next year brings. So until then, uh, daylight savings time, um, what it does is we fall back in about November of the year, which means we gain an extra hour of sleep which is a way to help with um, increasing the daylight hours during the daytime. So we know wintertime brings a, a shortage of sunlight hours or daytime hours, but daylight savings time hopefully extends that a little bit. So it gets lighter earlier, but yet it gets darker earlier as well. So that lasts until around March. So about the second Sunday in March, daylight savings time begins. It ends in November. Uh, we go back to standard time, it begins in uh, March. So that means we spring forward in March, which means we get that extra hour back, okay? So we have more daylight time during the summer months. So how does that affect someone with seasonal affective disorder? Well, we know that exposure to sunlight seems to increase your serotonin levels. It also helps with the absorption of vitamin D. And it also helps with uh, melatonin. And melatonin is good for relaxing, especially getting some that good sleep at night. So those um, hormones help. They help regulate our bodies and regulate our circadian rhythm, right? So that we can function during the day. But when you're someone who is sensitive to those changes, especially those fluctuation um, 
in uh, sunlight versus non-sunlight, which fluctuates your hormone levels, uh, it seems to affect you in different ways. So it can cause um, a depressed mood. Some people call it the winter blast. So what does that look like exactly? Well, for some that's affected by seasonal affective disorder, you usually have a, um, just a listless feeling, just kind of a depressed, a down uh, mood all the time. Um, you kind of really don't really en enjoy the things that you used to enjoy. You just find no pleasure in them. You tend to sleep a lot. It just, you just don't have the energy to do what you want to do. And you spend a lot of time sleeping. You're just lethargic all the time. Um, it also increases your cravings of carbohydrates. Those snack type foods like chips, um, cakes, cupcakes, candy, anything sweet that we shouldn't eat. That's bad for us, but we love. Um, French fries, things like that. It kind of increases your craving for carbohydrates. So you eat a lot. And as a result of eating a lot, you gain weight. So that's a time where you also pick up weight because remember you're, you have an increased craving for carbohydrates. You don't have the energy to do the things you do. So you don't work out as much. You're not as active and you spend a lot of time sleeping, laying down, resting. Okay. It's what you call that seasonal affective disorder in a winter time. There is also, um, some that have difficulty concentrating during this time. They just can't focus. They just can't concentrate. Um, they have, um, you know, just those feelings of just, I just can't get it together. I just can't get out of the funky mood. Right. And also there are some people that have just feeling of just being worthless, um, feelings of increased guilt also, and just feelings of helplessness. And some people even have feelings of wanting to harm themselves. There is also a reverse to that. And some people call it, or some physicians call it, a summertime seasonal affective disorder. Now, this one doesn't take place until um, spring, summer, maybe around late March, and it can last throughout the summer until the fall. This is just the opposite effect. You have those people that just can't get their sleep cycle together, meaning they have increased periods of insomnia where they just can't sleep. Um, they just don't have the appetite to eat um, the way they used to, or they just don't feel like eating. So uh, in turn, they tend to lose weight. They have increased periods of agitation or um, increased periods of anxiety. And they just also suffer from um, not being able to think clearly and increased um, irritability. So this one, although very rare, occurs during the summer, but there are people that are affected by it. But the majority of the people are affected by the seasonal affective disorder that occurs during the winter months, when that daylight savings time ends around November and we pick up the standard time again. And that'll last throughout um, all of winter. Sometimes it stays the same. Uh, sometimes you find that that seasonal affective disorder can increase and worsen. Okay. So, um, that is what it looks like. So what can we do if you are one that's affected by seasonal affective disorder? Um, here are some of the things you can do. You can, um, keep, uh, your same schedule that you're used to having. And when I say schedule, I mean that schedule of activities, 
um, those things that you used to enjoy. For instance, if you are one that gets out and walk during the evening uh, in the summertime, then continue that. Your evenings may be a little darker. You may have uh, dark outside, so you may have to adjust the time that you do go outside and uh, walk around. But still, try to continue that increased activity regimen that you had during the summer and the winter. And it also helps to increase, increase those endorphins. Um, another one is take advantage of um, the sunlight while it's out or while you have it, while the sun is at its peak. And a lot of times that's around 12 noon to one, anywhere till three o'clock in the afternoon. Now, if you're like most of us, you're probably at work during that time. But during your lunch periods or any breaks you have, take advantage of that sunlight and just walk outside for a minute and absorb the sunlight or sit in your car during lunch and just soak up the sun. If you're at home, open the blinds and let in some of the sunlight. And that way you can increase your exposure to the sun, increase those endorphins, soak up that vitamin D. Okay, that's a good tip to have. Um, and also the, the um, one that I would like to remind you to do is always reach out to your primary care provider if none of these um, interventions work for you. A lot of people have periods during their seasonal affective disorder, especially in the winter months where their symptoms seem to increase or worsen. And then they start to have um, moments where they're thinking about harming themselves. If you get to that point, please reach out to someone. Whether, you, where, whether therapy is indicated, um, that's another uh, intervention that can help during this time or whether medication is, inter is uh, indicated, and sometimes that's necessary, and that's okay. So reach out to your primary care provider and see if they can help you, and I'm sure they can, into finding some interventions that you need that will help you through this process. Some people need it only during this winter, this month or the winter months that they're going through the seasonal affective disorder. And when the summer months come and their symptoms lighten, they can wean themselves off of their medications if they're on it. Um, if not, then there are some people that have to take it all year round and that is okay as well. Okay. So the, the important thing to remember about seasonal affective disorder is it is seasonal. It is cyclic, meaning it comes around every winter or every fall, if that's the term that you like to use. But it seems to come around during the fall and it seems to alleviate during uh, the summer if indeed you have the wintertime seasonal defective disorder. But if yours occurs during the summer, then it'll probably pick up early summer around May and then it'll last throughout the summer and it'll seem to decline or alleviate around the fall. Okay, so those are the two types, although that summer one is not as prevalent as the one in the fall. So those are some of the symptoms or some of the interventions that I have for you about seasonal affective disorder. Here are some in interesting facts. So there are a few states that are more at risk of having those people affected by seasonal affective disorder uh, than any other state. And that's because these states typically get less than four hours of sunlight. The one that gets the least amount of sunlight is Burlington or South Burlington, Vermont. You would be affected. There are people there that are affected by seasonal affective disorder more than, uh, say, someone like me who's located in the South. Okay. Also, um, Bremerton's and Silverdale, Washington State, Bangor, Maine, Duluth, Minnesota, and Wisconsin. 
Ithaca, New York. You can also be affected by seasonal affective disorder because you get less sunlight. Birmingham, New, Birmingham, New York, if I can say that correctly, you get about three hours and 48 minutes of sunlight. Longview, Washington State. Mount Vernon, Washington State. Elmira, New York. You also get decreased amounts of sunlight. So take care um, about things that you can do uh, to increase your exposure to sunlight. Glen Falls, New York. You get about three hours and 51 minutes of sunlight. State College, Pennsylvania. Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You guys get less hours of sunlight as well. Seattle, Washington. So Morgantown, West Virginia. Flint, Michigan. So if any of these states that you're located in or if you're located in another state where you realize that you just don't get those hours of sunlight that um, most of us in the South get, um, then you're more susceptible to uh, being affected by seasonal affective disorder. One of the other interventions that I didn't mention that is very instrumental in those who don't get exposed to um, lots of sunlight is purchasing a light therapy lamp. These can be purchased on Amazon, and I'll try to include a picture so that you can see exactly what they look like. But light therapy lamps are commonly used to treat seasonal affective disorders. So these lamps are um, widely available, and you can use them in the safety of your own home. But just take care if you have to purchase one to use it during the daylight hours because you don't want to use it in the evening because you don't want to throw off your sleep-weight cycle and therefore jack up your circadian rhythm. You want to keep everything, uh, try to keep everything as balanced as you can. Um, unless, of course, you work at night, but that's a whole different story. Okay, so this is just some of the facts I found interesting. Um, I'll list some of the resources down below in case you're one that's affected by seasonal affective disorder. And you'll have some arsenal of information to um, arm yourself with. And um, also, don't forget that you can also reach out to your primary care provider if need be. All right. Thank y'all very much for listening. Y'all have a wonderful, blessed new year, and I look forward to talking with you next year. Bye-bye.